The Post Reports podcast is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. At T. Rowe Price, we examine opportunities firsthand to help uncover the full story for our clients' investments. Put our strategic investing approach to work for you. From the newsroom of The Washington Post. Hello, hey you. Here's Cindy Isabek from The Washington Post. Washington Post, this is Wesley. It's Lori Aritani over at The Post. I'm good. I'm Martine Powers, and this is Post Reports. It's Christmas Day, December 25th. Today, a family gets a home for the holidays and the history of gingerbread. Here in D.C., this is the time of year when the local government makes this big push to try and help people living in shelters transition into longer-term housing, ideally in time for the holidays. Post reporter Jessica Contrera went to visit one of these families, and she brought us this story, told from the perspective of 10-year-old Kamaya Johnson. Kamaya and her family had been living in an old Holiday Inn Express that the city had converted into a shelter. Kamaya said that her mom took her to this shelter, but when she got there, it looked like it was a hotel. And so she asked her mom, is it a hotel or is it a shelter? And her mom said, it's a hotel shelter. And so that's kind of what Kamaya knew. Who slept in one bed and who slept in the other bed? We like switch beds throughout the night. Mm-hmm. So, so they had a room with two beds. But like most of the nights I slept on my own bed. And, mm-hmm. and her mom and the twins slept in another bed. So I have all three to myself. <laughs> they had to be in their room every night by a certain time because there would be a guard who would come and check on them. We have to be in before 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. She could tell me all kinds of things that she liked about the hotel. She said the food that they served was good, and she said that it was pretty quiet most of the time. And then when I would ask her certain questions, then she would say things like... Smells like what? It basically smelled like feet and... Yeah, the hallways smelled like feet and weed. (laughs) Or... Yeah, we didn't have anywhere to play outside. There was only a parking lot. Uh, They had a playroom, but a lot for small babies. Mm -hmm. So the big kids would have nothing to do. But Mm -hmm. she she would tell her mom all the time, you know, that's okay. Like her mom, her mom said that Kamaya really knew, seemed to get that sense that this is how things were, and they would have to make the best out of everything. It was like a home to me because it was really quiet. D.C. is always helping like counsel the people who are in shelter to try and find them a place. But the really, really difficult thing about that is there's a lot of people who need a place and the city is crazy expensive. So they learned that they were going to get an apartment and they went to an office where they were given a key. And Kamaya's mom told me that the woman who gave them the key looked at her and said, you know, I can tell you really deserve this. And Kamaya's mom cried. (laughs) And then they went out to Starbucks to celebrate. And then they went over to their new apartment and they moved in. I spent the afternoon with Kamaya and her mom. And then her mom had to get ready to go to work. So I went home and after writing my story, I called them back because I wanted to read it to them and make sure that I got everything right. And (laughs) Kamaya was so cute. She said, "Uh, Miss Jess, can I add something? And I said, well, what do you want to add, Kamaya? And she said, we got a Christmas tree. 
they got a Christmas tree from Kamaya's aunt and they had decorated it. And so they have this living room that doesn't have any furniture, but it has a Christmas tree and it's all lit up in red lights. And so when Kamaya hung up the phone, she, she texted me a picture of the Christmas tree. And I replied, it's beautiful. I love the star on top. And she replied, thank you. I love you too. Jessica Contrera is a reporter for The Post. You can find a link to her story and others in The Post's Fresh Start series at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports. And now, one more thing. The Post is known for a lot of things. All the president's men, a newsroom with lots of serious journalists running around, But one thing that most people don't know about is that we have a test kitchen on site. It's called the Food Lab, and it's kind of glorious. Pretty good morning, you lovely lady. This is your friendly chef bringing you your daily baking recipe. And this one takes the cake. So when food writer Mary Beth Albright invited me down for a baking adventure to learn more about a holiday tradition, of course I said yes. Well, so today we're going to do a gingerbread man cake. Am I get started? Yes, let's do it. Yay! Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give this to you because okay. I know you're a professional. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, it's <going> <laughs> There you go. Spray it. Get all over his face and his legs. Because and... obviously when he comes out, you want the cake to come out so that there's an actual face on it. Perfect. Gingerbread started getting made with molasses in the United States is because it was so inexpensive. If you look back historically, a couple hundred years ago, that was a really inexpensive form of sugar. And so that's why in America it's made with molasses and in places like Britain it's made with honey, you know, whatever's available around. It's sort of adapted to whatever was available. 100%, yeah. Put it I in. feel like this isn't. This is too much. I don't want to be greedy. There's no such thing as too much batter. Mm. It's great. And then you can just pour that in. Pour the whole thing Ooh. in. When I'm making a traditional gingerbread cake like this, I like to put it in a gingerbread man shape. The time that gingerbread men in shape became popular mm-hmm. was in Elizabethan England. Spices were still a form of showing that you had enough money to buy spices, right? Yeah. But they were becoming common enough because of the trade routes. They were becoming common enough that people could, you know, have ginger and experiment with it. So Queen Elizabeth I used to give visiting dignitaries little shapes of themselves. No In the shape of men, they were decorated. Whoa. And it's kind of funny when you think that her mother was Anne Boleyn and how she died, and now how we eat gingerbread men. Head first. Yeah. All right, now stick it right in there. Okay. Now... Which parts do you want to cut off first? Off with their heads? Cut off this whole torso if you want. <laughs> this is your cake. Well, and then... Oh, Martine, you, you, got got a to, you got a lot to celebrate. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. This is so fun. This is beautiful. Right. Thank you for showing me how to do this. Oh my gosh, thank you for doing this with me. It's only fun when you do it with other people. Mm. Mary Beth Albright is the host and editor of Food Video at the Post. For her gingerbread cake recipe, go to WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports. That's it for Post Reports. 
I'm Martine Powers. Have a wonderful holiday, and we'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Post Reports podcast is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. At T. Rowe Price, we examine opportunities firsthand to help uncover the full story for our clients' investments. Put our strategic investing approach to work for you. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.